0: Night is long and full of terrors. That might not be our new catchphrase. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Well,
1: here. Nobody's using it at the moment, so that's true. It's,
0: it's free.
2: A night is long and full of terriers.
0: <laughs> A night is long and full of terriers. With me tonight, playing this game of Dungeon World, exploring the space with me, are four magnificent individuals, prime specimens. So, who are you and who do you play?
2: Hi, I'm TV's Ali Hancock, <coughs> and I play Enigma. Enigma.
3: Uh, I'm Gwyn, and I play Percival Cleft, the paladin. I'm struggling to speak because I'm smiling too much because of Ali's ridiculous on-off uh, TV. I'm Magnus, and I play Bambury Lutes, the witch. I've been on telly. <laughs> and I am Tristan T. Wilde, the bard.
0: Played by Stuart Heading. I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. I was once on telly, but it was only my left ear from behind while some mountain bikers went past, and it was broadcast about (laughs) midnight. I might be on telly soon. Ah, what?
2: What
1: for? Possibly on Weatherman Walking. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Dizzy Heights.
4: Me, Gwyn, and our son have been on TV, actually. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We we got to pose as a couple of gay dads on... uh,
5: Yeah, On BBC
4: News. (laughs) And they were asking us about about why it was so great that Wales won the Grand Slam. We were like, yeah, you know, we we really love it. We're really happy for the team. They've done really well. This is our son.
0: (laughs) 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 We're raising him to be a rugby player. When last we saw our heroes, they were hanging out at a party, having a lovely time. With the possible exception... Of Percival Cleft, who was pensively meditating in a tent, considering the downfall of his former home, the loss of all his former friends, and the fact that the world he knew is gone forever.
2: Killed Aside
0: from that, it's pretty great, though. Yeah, we were lolling it up, me and Nick. We were like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> ns, 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 ns. we went, proper party.
0: <laughs> Tristan was playing music to the crowds with top local musicians. Yeah. Enigma was going crazy. She was having it large.
4: She had a couple of glow, glow bugs, like fireflies that she had trapped in a
0: little glass tube. I was <laughs> like,
2: just shaking oops. them. <laughs>
0: she was loving yeah, it. Yeah, they were having a terrible night, but she was having a great <laughs> one.
2: They they, were, they enjoyed it.
0: Bambury Lutz was perched on the roof of a gur, presumably precariously, because I can't imagine being on the roof of a tent is that easy to balance. And he was cursing a spinning wheel which you had acquired
3: he called, why, spinning why don't spin oh same joke he was also judging everyone at the party because they're cool kids and they're enjoying each other's company and that's not what Banbury likes Bambury likes isolation Bambury's fringe has grown now long enough that he can flick it to the side in an emo way
5: how quickly <laughs> does
2: his hair
3: grow Quite, well, it's been a long time we've been travelling for months man
2: and we don't have scissors on us
4: We've got knives. Wait, don't I preen all of you at night time, remember?
0: That's canon. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you've been preening his fringe into an emo fringe.
0: Yeah. So, overnight, you party hard and late into the evening. Where does the next morning find Enigma? Did you drag yourself back to the tent?
2: I... Or Suspe- do you
0: wake up somewhere unexpected?
2: I think I've woken up um, and in a bush. The only shrubbery in the whole <coughs> desert place. On a
1: rock, having stepped in a drainage ditch.
2: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> After troll slaying the whole night.
2: <laughs> troll slaying. Somehow I've got a traffic cone on my head and they haven't even been invented yet. I was so drunk, I went to a whole different reality. You've, you've actually got Banbury's hat.
3: Yeah, someone was using it as a traffic cone for some horses. Uh, bloody revelers.
2: <laughs> bloody revelers!
0: Yeah, so Enigma wakes up under a shrub. Just kind of on the outskirts of this large canvas conurbation in which you've been staying. Just to remind you, this was for the Bone Festival. Uh, year's Bone. <laughs> yeah, it was.
2: Maybe it shouldn't have been a bush I woke up in. <laughs> oh, Bone Festival. Leather Festival. Dildo Festival.
0: Actually, the one after is Wood Festival.
2: Wood Festival. Goes against the grain. So, I hesitate to
0: ask, where does Tristan start the day? <laughs> He's woken <laughs> up in a
3: bush, but it's a very well, different type of bush.
4: He has gone for the bone. Well, it's fair to say that the camera pans in to this kind of this this girl or this yurt and then the door sort of opens as Tristan comes comes out and leans on the side taking a swig of a bottle from the night before topless just an absolute mess and through the door you can just see an absolute heap of bodies <laughs> where it's like the band and fans there's like
2: every one of them dead <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah it's just blood <laughs> coming out from under the door and, like Tristan's just I don't know what happened
2: A stench of death is in the air
4: yeah not so, again uh, so yeah he just takes, uh, takes a swig cheers to everyone and they give him a big round of applause <laughs> as he leaves the yurt and stumbles to find a water trough and wa- wake himself up yeah like wash himself dun- down
0: dunking his head into a big water trough there's like a couple of horses trying to drink and they're like, oi! And there's all
4: manner of like bodily fluids now in this (laughs) like this trough and people are like, that's that's the drinking water and I'm like, shut up, shut up, stop shouting. (laughs) Why is it full of earwax? (laughs) Why is it full of earwigs?
2: Why is it full of
5: earwigs?
4: I mean, there were earwigs, there were beetles, there were (laughs) bugs, it was crazy. Who knows what was happening?
2: There were judges' wigs. It was the ultimate debauchery.
4: And that's what everyone's like, boner, yeah, boner, and I'm like, yes, 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 I'm the boner, I'm the boner champ.
2: I can't believe you won the boner game.
4: Yeah.
2: There's, they, they, uh, every year they, they nominate someone as the boner king. <laughs> 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 and they dance around his totem pole.
0: Yeah. Okay, so this, this is good information. Sorry, I just add this to my notes.
2: <laughs> you actually to be added.
0: Twenty-three. The totem pole. Tristan has been nominated Boner King.
2: That's going to come back and bite him in the air. We just don't know.
0: Maybe he now commands a skeleton army.
5: (laughs) Ah,
2: the Boner King. Mm,
0: No
1: one wants to be bitten (laughs) in the ass by the Boner King.
0: (laughs) I imagine that Percy is probably, has already been up and about greeting the Dawn, doing his morning workout... Yeah, going for an early morning jog around the perimeter of the castle. Yeah, so so Percy is <laughs> doing some burpees. <laughs> Percy is jogging on, and Looking having bad. his slurpee or whatever it is he does, and he stumbles across Enigma's legs poking out of a bush. <laughs> <laughs> Enigma, you you hear Percy's familiar clank approaching.
2: Oh, as long as he isn't whistling. People who whistle in the morning.
0: No,
1: I never whistle whilst jogging. I I hum a merry song.
2: (laughs) Oh, God! In which case, I'm going to snuggle deeper into the bush. I know it's prickly, but it's better than listening to clanky humming.
0: Enigma, are you just hiding in this bush? Yes. Okay, so uh, Percy jogs on and after a while finds uh, a moist and hangdog bard still carrying a bottle of some kind of alcohol. Swaying slightly and yeah. looking, he he looks a lot like the sun. Is much brighter than mm. it should be.
1: I just it's it's strange. I just can't picture how that might look. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he's a boner king for which he should get a good ribbing.
1: <sighs> good morning, Tristan, or should I say, oh, sh- boner sh- king, sh- my lord?
2: Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh
4: man. Uh, I don't think we're very.
1: Doing? I don't think we're very far away from Malahim now. I was hoping to press on early,
4: uh, but no, you know, no, no, I, I no. wouldn't
1: want to upset his lordship.
4: Let's just, uh, it's just sh- 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 let's just take it easy this morning. Let's just relax and just enjoy the the shade and the quiet and let's just have a little sleep. L-
0: little sleepy, very well. Okay. Someone neither of you recognizes at all. Walks past and then goes and then just gives a florid bow to Tristan. Ah. And then does like a little weird hand gesture as like, ah, and then walks off.
4: I'll do the same and like all my drunken because I'm pretty good at acting sober, so I'm like, ah <laughs> flourish bow and do the little boner jig <laughs> where you kind of slap your thighs.
2: And then vomit on your shoes.
4: And then as he goes, I'm like <laughs> Oh my god, Percy, I'm gonna vom. Where, where are we going? What are we doing? Sometimes What's everyone I, else doing?
1: sometimes I wonder at the team I've assembled it's here.
4: Percy it's the Boner Festival. What what else was I gonna do? Come on. Live alone. I'm just gonna drape an arm around his shoulder. Come on, buddy, let's go. Let's go find you some water or something. Don't I... drink from that trough.
0: He smells like fluids have been exuded. <laughs> yeah, don't don't touch me,
1: actually.
4: Oh, I'm not Bambry, I'm just I'm just a little tired. Okay.
1: You sleep it off. I'll give you, I okay. mean
4: how long are you going to take? 20 minutes? 30? I'm just going to lean back and think, guys, how long how long I'm needed? How long do you, how's this going to take? <laughs> I'm just talking to the girl. <laughs> give me three hours?
1: I'll find out when we'll be ready to leave. Um, and yeah, then it, I'll, I'll give you a shout then.
4: Okay, Let's okay. Go on, sleep. Guys, sleep. I've got the morning off! <laughs> Still, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna run back into the girl. Yeah, I've got it! I'm free!
2: I'm playing hooky! Jumps onto the pile, another body crushed to death.
4: And you just see like a little worm, I just sort of wriggling in amongst bodies. I'm like going in between an arm and there's some legs there, and I'm just squirming my way in. Wait for me, wait for me! And as Percy walks off, you can hit boner Jump! boner jump!
0: another person walking past Carl glances at the tent door and then walks on then glances at you Percy taps nose walks on
4: actually just
0: but as he's about
4: to see you see Tristan lean out and put a sign on the door that says all welcome and just close it again all welcome please enter It's the yurt is
2: a rocking don't yeah. bother knocking
4: and it says no clothes allowed
2: where did you find a sharpie in there yeah
4: i just use whatever I had around. Whatever would write on this big bit of wood I found.
0: They're saving that for the wood festival. It is, yeah, it looks like a threat now. Banbury, probably around the time you wake up, Percy is returning from his morning constitutional, you're probably quite perky as well, because aside from judging people, <laughs> you've mostly just been cursing, right?
3: Yeah, although I imagine Banbury was quite excited by the prospect of trying out a new curse spell and the idea of cursing an entire citadel like that's a big that's the most intense bit of magic he's ever cast so I imagine he stayed up quite late spinning the wheels slowly and turning the spell into it and, it and turning it and turning it and turning it to try and wind as much power into the curse as possible so I imagine he's actually quite quite sleepy but he'll uh, he'll see Percy and he'll drag himself off the top of uh, the, the building he's on uh, and try and drag down the spinning wheel unceremoniously falling as he does it <laughs> Morning Bambury. Hello. And did did you enjoy the festival last night or? Everyone was noisy and obnoxious and horrible and uh are we done here. I mean th- that has been my life for I mean I'm
1: sorry. Um yes, I think we are. I think we are. Uh I I must I'm starting to tire of parties. My patience is beginning to wear thin. Yeah.
3: And no, that's fair. I mean, the whole... I
1: want to press on now, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been saying that for a while. And I get that people want to have a bit of revelry and lightheartedness and enjoy life, but everyone we know is dying. So, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I think we're on the same page in, in that respect. So, so uh, yeah, I, I agree.
3: Yeah. Uh, do we need our guides from here or are we just going to leave
1: them? Um, I will go and speak to them. I mean, it's... I, I don't know. If, in, in all honesty, well, I mean, I think it's probably better to have a guide than not
3: if they're available. Maybe. I mean, you know where we're going. Do we have a plan further than get to Malahim? Because I kind of feel like we don't. I've got, I've got the curse up and ready. It'll probably work. And then they'll all fall asleep. I mean,
1: the only instruction that we have when we get to Malahim is that Tristan needs to perform a song. So, uh, no, I, I think we're going to get to Malahim and then reassess. Exactly what's going on.
3: Okay, well, we've got the uh, weaponized spinning wheel as a as an option. Maybe we won't need it, but there okay. are meant to be hundreds of these rage-filled monsters that hurt mm. quite a lot when they punch, so, you know, I think... Uh... There
1: was something that I was going to mention to you, in fact. Um, last night, I divined a little bit more information on those devices that I'd been talking about um, that Hector had used to take down Farmouth. Um, It seems that they're using some kind of controlling magic. Um, so these these devices, basically, they put them on each of the, um, the foot soldiers in a particular lesion. There is then a, um, a complementary device that seems to enable control of whoever these things have been uh, attached to. And through it they are perfectly um, disciplined and almost sort of move with an unnatural order, uh, and I, I would imagine that that is going to sort of enhance their abilities significantly. Now, I kind of wasn't on board previously with the whole destroying the sword thing. Tristan's not about, so it's okay. We don't need to ask the same questions again. <laughs> um,
5: uh, but,
4: it, but why is it he it
1: stumbles was, out the doorway? <laughs> oh,
5: yeah. Um
1: but it does strike me that if we're able to come up with some plan to um, seize control of these master devices, then maybe we won't need to negotiate an army. Maybe
3: there'll already be one waiting for us. The problem with that, Percy, is that, like, all the magic's probably here emanating out of Malahim, and we're going to the, the kind of crux of it and the, the site where we're all spilling out. And we'll be able to use all that power to affect the sword because the sword's here. I don't know if we can use all this power to affect anything that's a kingdom away. I don't know how...
1: I'm not necessarily... I don't think I'm necessarily thinking that it has to be an event that we do at the same time as the song. But apparently we are in possession of the two most powerful items aligned to ice and fire uh, on the face of the, the cat. I wonder if it's possible to manipulate the sword um, or the magic within the sword so that if we're in proximity of some of these master devices then we can use that to seize control of the master device and thus allow it to trickle down and suddenly take hold of a a legion and whether there's anything that we might need to do to enable us to do that if it can't do it already
3: I've um, when I was in the woods I used to hang around, muck about climb trees to stick about a lot and I, did, I didn't really study much like over the last couple of months we've obviously spent a lot of time traveling and traveling is boring you can either speak to Enigma who doesn't tell you anything you can speak to Tristan who's an idiot or I you know you, you're right so I have spent a lot of time reading in short I'm a lot more powerful than I was several months ago like maybe if I actually spent some time looking at the sword I might be able to figure out maybe how to do what you're saying I'm not convinced it's something we can do, but I'm more than happy to give it a, a look. Also, okay, just um, let's do that. I've,
1: the, the other thing that I'm thinking is that these devices. I mean, Hector was a priest of uh, Meropi, who, uh, and Meropi is um, into smithing, forging, creating items. These have been developed, I assume, by lending on some of the uh, leaning on some of the the talents that he's acquired. As part of that, if he's followed a particular process to make these devices that is associated with um, that kind of divine magic or whatever else, and we have an existing more powerful device aligned to the same type of magic, then could we... uh, Is it possible to manipulate that in some way? Maybe we would have to see if there's any surviving members of the Church of Merope um, that could... Help us adapt it.
3: I'm trying to think of where we go after Malahim. We we need to go and kill Hector. Like we don't. There's no point going south. Like south is just where the the power's coming from. Like Hector's the actual threat here. So we just need to get back there as fast as possible.
1: I agree that um, when we passed through Pariso, there was a large temple of Mephi there. Uh, if we were able to make contact with them or if there was a temple that had not yet fallen that we could uh, lean on to try and alter the sword if we're unable to do it ourselves through some means that you're able to discern then maybe that's our our
3: route back down south rather than just rocking on in it depends if we, yeah i don't know it depends if we're successful here and we've got an army at our side because if we've got an army at our side they're going to slow us down but if not, then we wanna get back there as fast as possible. Was your plan just to teleport us back to Grandmother Chi? Unless you come up with a better one. I I can manipulate items so that I can get us I can make our own horse. Like these horses are a bit temperamental. I can make a horse that'll carry all of us and not need to sleep and carry us over rocks and do all that kind of stuff. Maybe over the mountains. But that's still going as fast as running. But like I don't have anything I that's it. That's I'll,
1: uh, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll think further on how we get back. Um, okay. Yeah, there might be something that I can do, although I think that would be uh, maybe a little foolish. But in in terms of how we get back, I'm not really thinking that far ahead. I am thinking of how we might seize control of an army that would otherwise be
3: attacking us. seen as that seems to be a remote possibility. I, thing is, Percy like. We're about to hit mal at him, we're about to sing this stupid song, we're about to leave. How we get back is right on the cusp of what we need to be dealing with. See, controlling that army isn't going to happen for months. Like, we're not going to get back for months. So we're going to have plenty of time to think about that. What we don't have time to think about is how we're going to get back fastest. Okay. I don't think we're going to control that. Like, we're not going to use the sword whilst here. Hundreds, thousands of miles away from from those other things to control them. Or is that what you're thinking? No,
1: no, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't think that there is going to be an event that we can do on this side of the world that is going to suddenly allow us to be remotely manipulating an army. I do think that we might be able to work out how we might go about doing that so that when we finally get back down south, we can activate it, and when we're within proximity of one of these devices, we can seize control and thus have a legion behind us rather than fighting us with some kind of magical enhancement. We're going to have... But I've been wondering whether we need to do that by heading back to somewhere in the north that hasn't fallen yet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Or if you are able to do it, then we would obviously try to head directly back down to the south. And that's a fairly big decision as to... If we work out how to travel there quickly, then we need to know
3: where we're going. I've been talking about using all this raw magic energy in the land to destroy the sword, but maybe. We know it exists. We know people can teleport from one part of the cat to another just through the use of the eggs maybe i could use all the raw power that we're going to unleash to teleport us back yeah that might work
1: um the other the other remote possibility is at the moment um i've cast a spell that allow us to recall to grandmother chi i'm also able to divine and um see and almost sort of project to places where there's people that uh, I know, items it, are we able to manipulate some of the power that we're going to have in order to be able to allow me to project to somebody I know,
3: either in the north or in the south or yeah, whatever, Thinking about and it.
1: cast the spell there, and recall straight to it
3: that This citadel way. is the old stone empire and where's that place with the big tower we went? Arashar. Arashar was part of the spe- like it's the same seas maybe that's very true maybe we can use that that's a connection like this is a that's... this is a place of power i'm sure we can if if nothing else you know people there you've lived there for long amounts of time yep. that that's going to be the link it's going to be up north so it hasn't been taken yet that's our best bet
5: yeah
1: agree agree okay no that's very good um but yeah i that's one of the things that we'll have to just sort of dynamically assess when we get to mount him
3: okay all right well i'm ready uh where are the idiots <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: I think they are wallowing in their own vomit, but I will go and check the guide situation um, and then we'll come back and make life hard for them for the rest of the morning. Okay.
3: (laughs) I'll scrounge up some breakfast.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get some breakfast. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll sort that out.
0: You head on back to the central tent where you met Acheni Sedaltai, Hiran Kuhn's mother, and kia is in there as you arrive and she comes over to greet you and uh says good morning percy good morning here we're keen to press on i understand seeing to this morning but he'll be with us very shortly and we can reassemble the horses and ride on
1: okay that that would be um, extremely useful um, is there going to be a point that you are not going to be able to accompany us anymore
0: we can't afford to risk ourselves going into the Citadel, but okay. we have a watch point a little way back from it that our people sometimes visit. We could wait there if you needed us to, or we could return once we got there. Okay,
1: very well. We'll think on how we will deal with returning to you um, once we've been into the Citadel, but if if you can assist us with getting there, then we would certainly appreciate that.
0: We'd be very happy to. It, it's the duty we were charged by Aza Wern.
1: Thank you. I, I'm, I'm in your debt. Should, should we say uh, around about midday? Is is that going to be realistic to, to leave?
0: Yes, that that will be fine. I'll meet you by your tent and we will go straight to the horses and ride on. Okay. I will
1: uh, assemble the um idiots.
2: Assemble the hawks.
1: Assemble the hawks. Sorry, the hawks. I will <laughs> assemble the...
2: Otherwise, the name will catch on.
1: Um, I'll go back to the tent that um, Tristan was hanging signs outside as he gleefully chuckles, scribbling amusing words on bits of wood, going hee hee.
2: (laughs) Bum. Bum. Bum house. (laughs) House of bum. Bum hole. (laughs) House bum.
4: Right, Tristan, we're, we're. We'll be ready to go soon. Uh, have you had your 20 minutes? The door's going to swing open and Tristan is there. Whoa, steady there, sunshine. Looking as pristine <laughs> as possible as in like he looks immaculate. He is looking as good as his, his hair is perfect. His face is perfect. He smells good. He's like stretching. Ah, oh, Percy, good morning, my good man. How are you today?
1: <laughs> wow, you you really know how to sweat it out. <laughs>
4: Ah, uh, uh, yeah. It does a quick cracks his neck. Ah, oh, good night. Ah, uh, just kind I, of. I suppose I was. <sighs> I was talking to Bamry on the way over here. And oh, he said he's had a lot of that disgusting, to... worthless little piece of shit skank. <coughs> yeah, that's right. We can all insult each other.
1: Yeah, he said he's had a lot of time to read through the books, and as a result, he's grown more powerful. And I, I guess you've used that time to, oh. I don't know, improve your recovery, rate
4: Fine-tuned yourself as a, an athlete. Yeah, we've all got different powers. Mine is, mine is kind of instant sexual recovery.
0: In the tent, in the shadows behind him, you can see various people holding like sponges and
5: uh, <laughs> like <laughs> towels and <laughs> <them>. <laughs> squeegees. Squeegees. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Well, we need to find
1: Enigma. She has uh, true to form disappeared somewhere.
2: I buried myself into the bush because I knew there was berries there. And from my knowledge, I squished them into a kind of potion to make myself feel fresh as a daisy. (laughs) Or at least pretend. I just need an egg in it. I mean, like, it's
0: not your home territory, though you are, of course, a poisoner.
2: There aren't many daisies around here either.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's true.
2: That's how good I am.
0: Yeah, give me a defy danger and constitution. (laughs) Shit. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Everything's fine, you guys. Enigma's potion has made her... She actually looked, if anything, slightly fresher than Tristan.
5: Yes. Whoa. Especially
2: because I also found an egg laid by a random bird, cracked it open and just ate that raw to get the protein so that I'm tough.
0: And also the shell. She ate the shell as well to get that crunch.
2: I ate the shell, gave it some good crunch and some nutritional sand.
4: A bit of rock salt (laughs) for (laughs)
2: flavouring. Just mud. I'm just, you know, kind of building up my teeth.
1: Well, you two are looking... Uh,
2: you exercise you,
1: them. You two are look, uh, looking fresh and sprightly. I'm not quite sure how, but...
4: Yeah. I'm going to do some star jumps <laughs> to warm up. don't know what your problem is. Yeah. I'm just going to parkour over the yeah. bush. Yeah. Like, it's it's almost like we're actually still drunk. We look good, but <laughs> me and Enigma both totally wasted still. As soon as they turn but... the back, we're like...
2: Fuck!
4: <laughs> Both look <at> each other. <laughs> Where did this burger come from? <laughs> well,
1: we will be we'll be moving on from here uh, come midday. So I guess we've got about an hour's tops if uh, there is anything that you need to, to sort out. But we're very close now. Um, and how close? Well, there's a little outpost. Um, I think probably about a week away.
4: What's the actual plan? Well.
1: We're going to destroy the sword. Our actual immediate plan is perhaps let's all assemble back near my tent and then we can discuss that rather than me have this conversation four times over because I kind (laughs) of already had it once.
0: So on your walk back, Uh, Percy explains the plan that he already explained to Badly. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome,
2: listeners.
0: I wasn't listening
4: in good in-character fashion. But, but that's okay because in character I just explained to you. In character, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I know fine. I go. I'm gonna grab some breakfast as we're walking. As obviously, there's like some fried egg stalls and things, and
0: yeah, that that's some that's some food stalls, and yeah. you are still you are carrying like 2,900 gold. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm the
4: boner champ, so I don't I don't have to pay. The boner king does not
3: pay. <laughs> yeah. When you arrive, Bambury has put on a large breakfast spread, as he described that he would do to Percy, and Tristan turns up with, like, a bagel and some other things, and Bambury <laughs> just stares at him angrily. Oh, I see. You don't want this then, do you? And he's just going to pick up Tristan's plate and just scrape it onto the floor. <laughs> Fine. That's right. I'm going to kick a
4: load of... I'm going to kick a, dirt, a thing full of dirt all over the breakfast that's just been made. What? Yeah, that's right. If we go spiteful this evening,
3: I mean that was that was Enigma's food, and Enigma
4: will kill you now. Enigma, Enigma's had a high protein breakfast. This whole breakfast
2: episode is going a little bit, a little
4: bit. Yeah, dark. Guys, Okay, look, Hawks, we've got
3: to let's just get our friendship. Let's, oh. I'm gonna run over and kick Tristan in the <laughs> shin. Not a
2: Hawks breakfast. <laughs>
1: All hands in the middle. Well, I, I <laughs> when things start weighing heavy on my mind, I I can always. Count on my friends to <laughs> reduce things to kicking dirt over each other's breakfasts.
5: Yeah. yeah,
1: somehow reassuring.
4: Look, all of our hands in the middle. Hawks go on three. One, two, three. Two, two, three. Hawks go. I'm literally go! kicking him in the shin. <laughs> I just, I don't even feel it. It's that
0: weak. Uh, no, that that is an intermediate success. You definitely feel it. Oh, that's alright. What I think we have here is everybody like kicks you in the shin. And it does actually quite sting. Yeah, it's a kick in the shin. I'm going to
4: swallow that though and look down and just be like, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. I'm just going to ignore it.
1: Tristan, have you had time to work on the song?
4: Have I had time to work on the song? (laughs) Parker Im, of course I've had time to work on the song. So when we get there,
1: you know what you're singing.
4: I mean, I've got the outline, I just need to kind of put the, the stuff together and... I mean, like I, I know choose it's, the it's, like a,
1: it's, it's a deadline sort of deal, and there's not a
4: lot of room for this to slip. Yeah, I mean... I don't think. It's kind of the song... Well, maybe there is, actually. Maybe there is. I mean it's more that i know the song i just i kind of have to play it when i play it if you see what i mean it's not really okay. no uh, it's it's a tune that's going around in my head that i i'm hoping that when i get there it's gonna kind of reveal It's at the moment it's fragments and
1: because I've got quite a good little ditty that
4: I hum when I jog. Yeah, that's, need a bit that's of, all I'm going to be able to hear if you now. need a console? That's all I'm going to be able to think of. <laughs>
5: mm. um, okay. So I'm thinking that the closer
4: we get, the more... I, it, it, the, it's it been kind of coming together. The closer we're getting, the song is starting to take form. So I'm just kind of relying on the fact that when I get there, it's going to be there. Okay. I think we should get there.
0: Yeah. So Kier joins you. Their horses are actually a little way outside the tent. They're just hanging out loose, your horses, because they're with Coon's horse and they like hanging out with him. And Coon joins you out there and he's looking unusually sober and serious. And he's not very talkative. And you are able, under this bright midday sun, to ride off to the east. It continues to be these rolling hills It levels out for a while, and then there is a large hill that you can see is a ruin of some kind. And so this this is like a couple days' travel on. And it's got quite widely around it. Um, Here, what is that ruin? It is a little like the Ogre Citadel. It is one of the old places. We avoid it. It's haunted
3: for certain. There was meant to be three
0: cities near each other.
3: Like, back when we first found out
2: about this.
0: This is another ruin like that, so this could be one of the three cities, perhaps. That's a small city.
2: You're a small city.
0: And it's like a whole hill that has completely had the top levelled off. But it's hard to tell that it was a city. It looks more like rocky outcrops by this stage. If it was buildings, it was a long time ago, but it seems too orderly to be natural. And then moving east from there, there's a low ridge, very straight and very steady, although in places it falls away to nothing, where it's broken up into crags. But you can tell that for a long time you are following alongside this ridge, and you follow around it for maybe two more days. When I'm following that,
1: I have a sense of direction to yeah. is it? Does it align to
0: that oh yeah this aligns very much to that
1: the ridge itself is that the, the landform. does that appear to form a direct line away from malahim or anything like that or uh, yes. does it link to the the other city
0: yes it's it appears to be a direct okay. line perhaps one evening when you're camping out you're not going to be far from it so maybe percy actually wanders up and takes a look hmm. what he'd find up there or any of you who make the journey and it's it's steep it's not an easy climb but what you find is it looks a lot like the watercourse into Arishar, only much bigger
1: yeah that's kind of what i was wondering these the sense of direction i've got I, I suppose that there's no point of reference that would allow me to imagine whether that might be a direct Route over to Arashar.
0: It doesn't really work that way. Mm, yeah. But also, you get the impression that this this ridge, you only really saw it start after uh, the previous yeah. city. Does it suddenly um, stop
1: at the other city?
0: Yes. You didn't see it beyond there. Okay. The other part of it is that as you're travelling along, you're also there are often small ridges and huge rocks and boulders that you're passing in a relatively scattered way. After the first day, Kuna's cheered up a bit, he's more his normal self, and he's saying, We call this the Broken Strand. There are a line of boulders like this right along the right along the north of the plain. And so, after a couple more days, you find yourselves coming to some more low rolling hills beside this ridge, some of them matching up to it almost, and then dropping down. And finally you reach one that has a small stone shelter on it. And as you come up to the shelter, you can see the hill beyond. It's not tall, but it's flat-topped, very large. And the sides are flanked with flowers, and there are scattered boulders all down it. The top is edged with cliffs that might once have been walls, but they stand ragged now, with vines and creepers reaching up among the rocks. As you're watching it, you see a flock of crows scatter round it. And on the top of those rocks that look as though there were once walls, you can see that they've been patched in very roughly. So it looks like stone cliff and then the cliff is broken and there's boulders and rubbish packed in. There are several outcrops of rock that stand above, like our broken teeth. The whole place has a slight a slightly menacing impression about it, even though you're coming on to early summer and there are flowers on the hillsides and there's still a lot of life here. And as you're coming up here it's evening so the lights behind you and the and the walls cast a long shadow out beyond the ruins of the city that was once called Malahim. Uh. Kier says, here we are. Thank you, here. is he yes. how come we've not seen any ogres, like, at all? The plains are large and there are not very many of them. We live our lives to avoid their creation. It's unusual for yeah, new ogres to be
3: born. I thought we were told there was going to be hundreds of them. Maybe thousands.
4: Yeah, this is the Ogre Citadel
0: and we're
3: right here. We literally asked this question.
2: Still low density.
0: We're not within the city though, are we? To be clear, you're like, best part of a mile away. At least. You're not, like, seeing it in detail.
1: What we know about the ogres is that they are being drawn to this city. So it's plausible that they are going to be in the city. If it's close, they wouldn't just hang around a mile away. They make their way oh, into the city. I thought they send right? out
4: raiding parties and things.
1: So, uh, sorry, have you had not had enough parties, Tristan? <laughs> you want an ogre party? You're going to be King,
4: King Ogre? You've got a, What has crawled up your butt, Percy? <laughs> well, it's certainly not King Boner. As I ask that, I remember the whole of our nation and friends and family being destroyed and i'm like oh wait, no never mind i take that back i remember some of us drown our sorrows in sex and booze others meditation i respect your decisions Percy.
0: here says we can set up camp here we'll keep the horses safe keep everything back obviously we do not stay beyond eight days or we risk the curse affecting us Hmm. however we believe the curse is weaker here than elsewhere on the plane. Interesting. Something about it being the way that it draws, being the place they're drawn to, we think it's less dangerous, but also we don't take risks with the curse.
1: Well, if we have eight days uh, of your time, we'll make camp for tonight. After that, we will be entering the city. And I think unless we deliberate a little more and revise this, then our best instruction will probably be that we we don't know what happens from here. Uh, we are expecting something to happen. If something visible and obvious happens, and you have time to hang around for us, then please do. If it reaches eight days, and we are not back here, then leave whether you've heard anything or not. It either means that we've all been killed, um, in which case do not hang around for us, or we've found some other means of continuing our travels and we will attempt to communicate that with you, but I'm not going to promise that that we can necessarily because we don't really know what happens from here.
2: Or we found ourselves a orc party to hang out with. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, or we are engaging in an eight-day
3: orc party.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Cheer. Awkward.
3: Kier says, yes, this is a bit of paper. We can communicate directly to you via this bit of paper. She says, oh, that's a fantastic idea. Show me. Yeah. Okay, this is a bit of paper. Have you got pencil?
2: You
0: have to provide the pencil. The pencil is part of the scroll. All
3: right, well, so... in that case, you're going to...
2: Oh, is it like in the edge, like when they're diaries?
3: A bit like. Yeah, it's it's true that this magic can be used if you use the blood of your brother, but instead I'll just lend you this pencil. But I do want this pencil back. I only <laughs> have three pencils.
0: And so if if I write on this, and she just writes something in their language...
3: Yep, then and Percy will be able to read it and he'll write... Uh,
2: can you read and write
3: or can you just...
2: Draw. Draw pictures. Do it in pictograms. Percy,
3: mm-hmm. can you read and write their language or can you only understand it?
0: It's a voice that transcends language, isn't it?
3: Well... Yeah, just agree on yeah, some symbols. We...
2: Yeah, just smiley face, If we draw a knob,
4: it means everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if we draw two knobs, that is
0: not mm. ideal. <laughs>
2: If we draw One a knob vagina, for yes,
1: two knobs for no. It's all
0: gone. <laughs> yeah. So, we just keep an eye on this, and you'll draw some kind of crude swords on it, and that'll imply that we must stay or leave. Mm-hmm. Got it.
3: Now, I'm not going to an lie. If I get bored in there, I'm going to start drawing things that look a bit like a penis, but then at the last second, it turns out it's like a, a manatee or something. But, don't run away. That's just me <laughs> being bored. So what does a manatee look like so
0: I know what to look at? Stuck like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> so they picket the horses. The actual building... No horses! The building they have is almost like a half wall facing the city. So it faces the setting sun. And there's a wall behind it so you can have a fire and it's not visible from the city but you have to... Be careful what you burn and there are specific bushes and plants that don't create a lot of smoke so if you need to keep warm you can without drawing the attention of the ogres okay. but this is a place where you can see malahim and if there's any actions you want to take based on that this evening then this is a good opportunity guys we've made it to
4: malahim nearly that's pretty impressive
2: I mean anything can happen in the last mile
4: (laughs) yeah but for now you know think of what we've been through to actually get here
3: we've done pretty damn well yes horrific everything we've been through is having absolutely horrific (laughs) I'd far rather none of it happened but yeah yeah but that's not the way
4: the world works is it you know we got here we've survived it all no I
1: I agree with Tristan we've we've got here this is an achievement in itself Uh that's,
4: that's, that's a high five moment. I'm going to give each of them a high five, even a shit bag. It's, it's,
2: premature, it's premature. We're, we're going to. Something will happen in the last mile.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, well.
2: Or we could hang out here for six months and then just leave it to the last minute because then it'll be a little bit more heroic. I
3: mean, if we hang out here for more than eight days, we'll become ogres, Enigma.
2: That'll be
0: easier to get into the city in that case. <laughs> wow. Now, that's a strategy I had not thought of. <laughs> No. <laughs> this is an achievement I in itself but I, I, I
1: fear the more significant yeah. achievement might lie within uh, and that is going to be significantly more dangerous even than the, the journey that we've made so far mm. Or maybe it won't maybe it'll just be a little sing song in a campfire lovely
4: look what we've done we face down death we face down a superhuman green creature we've gone through the maelstrom we've gone through parties we've helped a nation's silk wars we've done so much to get here how can you say that all that wasn't all terrible we're still here we're still alive we're still more powerful than we left
1: that's good and the only thing that we've sacrificed for it is the entire of the western kingdoms so on
0: balance
4: yeah i mean there has been a downside (laughs) sure
0: but you know Kuhn has brought out a flask of some strong spirit and he says i believe that there is a greater chance that i will be part of your legend than you will be part of mine and i plan to be a major legend so you are going to be a legend beyond and he offers this flask ground <sighs> with this uh, strong spirit
2: legends something legend. is afoot yes
1: legend stuart legend <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: oh, legend <laughs> Mag, Banbury had things you wanted to do
3: Yeah, well, we obviously started weaving the curse uh, But I assume you want me to actually complete the final bit of the curse before we walk in How do you plan to deliver it? Um, so, the curse will be bound into the spinning uh, wheel uh, As per classic fantasy yarns mm. And then it's going Literal to be yarn Yep I mean, I make that joke literally in the curse, I feel. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Percy or Enigma or someone else with enough strength is going to try and jam it into the neck of an ogre uh, or a finger or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it's uh, uh, up to interpretation on, I mean, you're the GM. Bambi's never cast this before. You you and me kind of wrote this spell about two years ago. Yeah. So, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you
0: how I think this is going to work. I think the spell is cast when it's delivered. So that's the moment when we're going to the moment of truth.
3: Okay. I've been winding the spell into it.
0: Yes. So Bambury has been weaving this spell as you travel as well, presumably. Like each evening, adding a bit more bitterness and vitriol. Mm. What effect is that having on his general outlook?
3: Uh, well, I mean, he's pretty tired. He's pretty pissed off. He wants to uh, to get back to his own land. I mean, cursing... Cursing an entire land probably isn't the most uh, glib or life-affirming thing. So, yeah. I...
0: Yeah. So I was thinking there was, like two ways it might go. Either he's going to be channeling all this dark, malevolent, witchcraft-type power, and it's going to mean that he's actually a bit more focused on a dark a and back. malevolent or maybe he's getting it out of his system and he's actually a bit more cheery and perky because he's like all his uh, all his demons are going being literally channeled into this thing and he's relatively nice to be around hmm, not that one
3: yeah, can't <laughs> see that one he's definitely going to have of well, the curses on ongoing minus one to cast yeah. uh, in terms of game mechanics in terms of roleplay mechanics uh, I imagine it's down to how well the spell works and how well yeah. uh, the the world is affecting him. I don't think he's a particularly cheerful chap at the best of times and I think uh, now he's yeah, uh, I don't think that he's particularly happy with the way stuff's going at the moment
0: Okay, so Banbury's a bit grumpy. You think that that is coiled tight now. You think the spell is ready to go It's just going to be a case of making sure it lands on target And is released.
3: From a mechanical perspective, I've written an actual curse. So...
0: Yeah, okay. So do you want to do that as like finishing this creation then?
3: Yeah. Okay, so uh, as I said before, I'm going to get Enigma to assist because she's not a princess and a lot of these curses are aimed at royalty. Uh, I'm going to get her to draw out some pre-described runes on the floor. Uh, I'm going to point the spindle part of the spinning wheel towards Malahim itself. Uh, I'm going to use my um, little book of magic books to, to give me plus one forward as I look through them at previous curses. And then I'm going to attempt to, with Enigma's help, cast a curse, which will affect every single ogre within the city citadel walls.
0: Okay, so Enigma, you've got your instructions to help. Why don't you give me an aid interfere roll? which is plus... Uh, what would that be? Do you on? have any bonds with Bambury?
2: Uh, I have a grudging but growing respect for Bam Bam Balam.
0: Okay, so uh, you're rolling 2d6 plus one then.
2: Okay.
3: we well, meant to, as we resolve these bonds, be getting plus ones. Um, and we've just not understood that mechanic since day one, having played this game for four years. No, it's
0: active bonds.
3: Resol- resolving bonds gives you XP. So, I mean, the question, do we have a bond? We always have a bond with everyone. You don't actually have to. Okay. When you resolve a bond, you create a new bond, but it doesn't have to be
1: with the same person. So you could have three bonds with Tristan and none with the rest of us, for instance.
0: But also they're quite a useful way of characterising your relationship, so it works quite well to keep them. So Enigma's got a seven, so you do take plus one, but if it goes badly, Enigma's going to suffer as a consequence too.
2: God damn.
0: Okay, so uh, <clears throat> what's what's the curse, Banbury?
3: Listen now as I spin a yarn, a tale as old as time. For I'm the prick in this history, the curse to weave is mine. This little city, this citadel, its bustling soon will stop. For when an ogre here is pricked, hawks will come out on top. All we need is one to spin, their blood to meet the spindle. And with that my curse is set on its path, slumber now will kindle. For a hundred days, a hundred nights, or till a kiss awoken. These ogre brutes, their rage subdued. Their snores will be soft-spoken.
2: Cool.
0: Nice.
2: Kristen, no kissing orcs. Mm. No
0: ogres.
1: Ah, Technically, don't get drunk and start making out with ogres.
2: So,
4: rule number one. Do you want want to give us this roll, Banbury? Yep. So, this isn't... Should have just stuck the spindle on an arrow. Done.
3: Right, so, with plus one from the books and plus one from Enigma.
0: Plus one, that pulls it
3: into a seven. Well, if plus the number one for Enigma, from the books. you'd have failed.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Go Enigma! It
3: should get plus one from the books as well, but yeah. Oh yeah,
0: that's true. Okay, <laughs> so what's the intermediate success on that move?
3: I mean, God knows we we made this up ourselves, <laughs> uh, um... so we could have it so it doesn't last anywhere near hundred days or hundred nights. But Bambury and the other hawks don't know. We could have it that something else wakes them up. I'm happy for you to decide. Okay, They'll all fall asleep when we prick them, but it might not be exactly how we intended it. It's going to be, like, it's a success.
0: It's going to definitely have an effect, but the effect will be more limited or shorter term.
4: Yep. Shorter time of them being asleep is quite a good one. It gives the element of, uh uh-oh, now we've got Mm. a few seconds to get this done or a few well, it's minutes it's not
1: like a deep magical slumber it's just like a standard light sleep <laughs> so that if yeah. you walk past one of them they wake up <laughs> <laughs> if you're not really really quiet and stealthy
0: okay so that that's really great this is good news so you have a weaponized spinning wheel
3: was there anything else you wanted to do? no there was something I was meant to do first but it's uh, too late now so no that's it all right So you have
0: got there safely, your guides are present, and you're outside the Ogre Citadel. You've arrived at Malahim.
2: A big sigh of relief from all the listeners yes. still with us. Not before
0: full time, from both of the listeners. That how stuck many, with us.
2: How many out of character years?
0: Uh, four. Wow. Four oh, years. Yeah, because yeah, 2015 we recorded yeah. the first session. I wonder how this campaign would
1: have gone if uh, Enigma hadn't died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so do I. It would have been wildly, <laughs> wildly different. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? All on the roll of a day. Everything that's happened is really down to decisions you've made beyond the basic starting point. So it's been quite a wild journey. It's been it's, emotional. It's been Tristan, wild one journey. week since the living room.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dear friends, as you can probably tell, the end of season three is almost upon us. After the last episode, we're planning to do a post-mortem where we look back at the adventures so far. If you have any questions you want to see answered by me or any of the Hawks, this is your chance. Email them to swords at gmail.com and we'll get right on the case. That's swords, all one word, at gmail.com. Go crazy.
4: It sounded like Percy was humming the theme tune to Gentle Ben
5: there.
4: <laughs> I think it's Gentleman. <laughs> 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 that's, that's not Gentle that? Ben. <laughs> that's not That's it. I was like, that's not Gentle
0: Ben. Me sweater. What does the Gentle Ben tune uh, like, sound uh, like? <laughs> it's more like Peter and the Wolfie. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great tune. Well, that's been an interesting little song. Anyway... <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> Back to the uh, issues of the day. Was is that,
5: that you, guys? Yeah, yes. the problem here is I
3: started <laughs> listening to the Gentle Ben theme on YouTube. Uh, but because I'm having to play this, see you guys through my iPad, I forgot that my headphones aren't plugged in. So sorry, Ali's, uh, Ali. <laughs> sorry, Lucy uh, or Ben for having to edit the start of Gentle Ben out. Uh,
2: that
0: was a heck of a show. That's, I was, what, that's the tune. I couldn't believe that both on the
3: craft am... thing.
2: They were amazing.
3: Cool,
2: huh? I can't believe they're real in real life.
1: And to think we're in the future now. And it was, it yeah. was there back then. Doesn't wow. make sense. Okay, so. Makes you think. <laughs> it really makes you think.
2: Oh, we should do a Gentle Ben fan podcast.
4: <laughs> That'd be good. Um,
2: Americans listen to this. Maybe they've got hovercrafts.
3: I really thought you were going to go with the goatsey link from the other episode.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
4: Wait, that got completely edited yeah, out. Yeah. So that comment's I getting really edited thought, out as yeah. well. But Ben as was like,
3: this. as you look behind him, you <laughs> yeah, can yeah, see. I going to say.
1: <laughs> I believe that Children of the Future. <laughs> yes. Legend, Stuart. Legend. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh
4: legend! i'm not allowed to drink it yet that's a reference i have to politely decline and drink my own drink my 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 alcohol hold is quite epic but it's not legendary jokes within in jokes oh someone's gonna be like oh I play that too. No one is.
0: Mm. No one else plays it. No, no, no. That's no, no, not is getting that. in the edit.
2: Literally, nobody
0: eaten. is. Maybe Lex. So, <laughs> That's a bit. Yeah. So I don't. Lex listens to the show. Um, I doubt it too.
2: Sheep in a cave. Sheep is dead.